Thomas and Friends Storytime Animal Friends Starring Thomas, a lost dog and a baby tiger Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft, read by Mark Morahan and Friends This episode is brought to you by Walmart Parents, recreate epic races with Thomas and Carner in the Thomas and Friends Race for the Sodar Cup set. Now available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Set includes Thomas and Carner. Other engines sold separately and subject to availability. And now it's story time. This is a story about Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas is a cheeky blue steam engine. He is the number one engine on Sir Topham Hatt's railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So let's begin our story. Thomas's Animal Friends It was a beautiful summer morning on the island of Sodor. Thomas was very excited. He had a special delivery to collect from Brendam Docks. Along the way, Thomas met his friend Percy, the small green engine. Morning, Thomas. Where are you off to? Hi, Percy. I'm collecting some monkeys to take to the new monkey habitat at the animal park. Monkeys are so funny. They always make me laugh. <laughs> me too, Percy. I love <gasps> monkeys. Whoa! As Thomas and Percy reached the docks, they had to stop suddenly. There were monkeys running all over the place. Oh no! They've escaped! The cheeky monkeys were causing trouble everywhere. There were monkeys swinging from Cranky's crane arm and jumping on Salty the Dockside Diesel. Ow! <laughs> what did I tell you, Thomas? Monkeys are hilarious! Thomas wondered how they were going to catch all the monkeys. Then he spotted a big crate of fruit and an idea flew into his funnel. Salty! The fruit crates! Knock over the fruit crates! But the monkeys were climbing all over Salty and he couldn't move. I can't see! There's too many of them! Oh, mind me paintwork! Hold on, everyone! So Thomas puffed forward and bashed into the crates. The crates tipped over, spilling fruit all over the tracks. The monkeys hurried to the crates and began eating the fruit. Oh! And soon the dock workers had rounded up all the monkeys and everything was back to normal. A little while later, Thomas and the monkeys arrived at the animal park. Sir Topham Hatt was waiting on the platform, looking at his watch. Sorry I was late, sir. We had a few problems down at the docks. Sir Topham Hatt found a banana stuck to Thomas's buffer. So I see. Anyway, there's no time to waste. The opening of the new monkey habitat is a very special event and I still need you to pick up the passengers. First, you need to get in costume, Thomas. Oh, great, sir. I once took part in the fancy costume contest in India. It was so much fun. 
So, what will my costume be, sir? A monkey, of course, to help celebrate the special event. <laughs> so Thomas's face was painted to look just like a monkey. <laughs> Dickles! He wore two big round fluffy ears on top of his boiler and a long curly monkey tail was attached to his cab. Thomas loved his new costume. How do I look? Very cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas headed off towards Vickerstown to collect passengers to take to the animal park. He hadn't gone far when he passed Gordon, the big engine. Express coming through! <gasps> What on earth? Hello, Gordon! Gordon wasn't impressed with Thomas's monkey costume. Engines dressed as animals? Oh, the indignity! Thomas tried to explain. I'm helping out at the animal park. But Gordon was already too far away to hear. A little later, Thomas was waiting at a red signal when Diesel pulled up beside him. Thomas, do you know what you look like? <laughs> A cheeky monkey? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell the other Diesels about this! <laughs> and Diesel hurried off laughing. Now Thomas was beginning to feel a bit silly in his monkey costume. Thomas had almost reached Vickers Town Station when he saw James and Percy up ahead. Oh, look! A grumpy monkey! <laughs> hey, Percy! Look at Thomas! <laughs> you too, Percy? Percy tried to tell Thomas that he wasn't being unkind. Thomas! I only laughed because he looked so funny. But Thomas wasn't listening. Oh, this monkey costume makes me feel silly. Why did I ever agree to it? Thomas didn't like being teased, and he didn't want anyone else to make fun of him. So he tried to hide himself on a siding. Then Rebecca passed by. She saw Thomas and stopped to see what was wrong. Huh? Thomas? Thomas was sure Rebecca was going to make fun of him, just like the other engines had done. Go on then, laugh at me. I don't care. Rebecca looked at Thomas's painted monkey face, his big ears and his curly tail. She smiled. But why would I laugh at you? You look brilliant. Well, I feel silly. I'm supposed to take the children to the animal park, but the other engines keep laughing at me. I know. From now on, if anyone laughs at you, just imagine them as an animal. Just picture it, Thomas. So together, Thomas and Rebecca imagined the other engines wearing animal costumes, with their faces painted like animals. Gordon's big and strong. He's been around a long time, so he'd be an elephant. Thomas imagined Gordon as a big grey elephant with a long trunk. Oh, the indignant! James would be a proud lion. 
Thomas pictured James as a bright yellow lion with a shaggy orange mane around his face. Meow! <laughs> Percy is so kind, he's a pretty special engine. So he'd be a rare and gentle panda. Thomas thought of Percy as a smiling black and white panda with soft, fluffy fur. Panda! <laughs> what about you, Rebecca? I'd be a leopard because I'm fast and graceful. <laughs> Rawr! <laughs> well, what would I be? Obviously, you'd be a monkey. Your costume's perfect. Do you really think that? I know it. The kids you're taking to the animal park will love it. So now Thomas didn't feel so silly about wearing his monkey costume. He raced away to pick up the children. At Vickerstown Station, the children cheered when they saw Cheeky Monkey Thomas. Yay! Rebecca was right! They do love me as a cheeky monkey! Then Gordon arrived. Really, Thomas? You look ridiculous. Thomas remembered what Rebecca had said, and he imagined Gordon dressed as an elephant. Whoa! <laughs> huh. Silly monkey, Thomas. But this time, Thomas took no notice of Gordon. Thomas was proud to be wearing his monkey costume. It wasn't long before Thomas arrived at the animal park. The excited children hurried into the park to see the real monkeys. Thank you, Thomas. You did a great job. I think it's really useful to have a cheeky monkey on hand for times like these. Anytime, sir. Whenever you need help, just ask for Cheeky Monkey Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The next episode is sponsored by Day Out with Thomas events. Parents, get ready for a day of adventure. Day Out with Thomas is heading to a station near you. Jump on board for a train ride with Thomas. Meet Sir Topham Hat, play games and so much more. Visit dayoutwiththomas.com for tickets. At checkout, use the code PODCAST for a special discount on US events. That's code P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a special discount. Thomas's Fuzzy Friend It was a breezy autumn morning on the island of Sodor. Thomas puffed into Knapford Station with his coaches Annie and Clarabelle. Gordon was waiting on another platform. Thomas called out to him cheerfully. Morning, Gordon! But as Gordon opened his mouth to reply... <coughs> oh. Thomas was puzzled. Are you okay? Just then, James stopped at his platform. Something wrong with your voice, Gordon? It certainly sounds a little rough! <laughs> oh. Nia arrived. Oh, hello. What's a little thing like you doing here? Gordon couldn't see who Nia was talking to. He thought Nia was making fun of him. 
I am not a thing, Nia. I'm here to pull the express, and I'm most certainly not little. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Gordon. I was talking to the dog. <coughs> a large, slightly scruffy-looking dog appeared from behind some boxes on the platform. <coughs> the dog had big floppy ears, a waggy tail, and a fuzzy coat with brown and white patches. Aww. Then as James moved forward, the dog ran onto the line. James had to stop suddenly. Get away from me! Go back home! Shoo! Shoo! It must be lost. Poor thing. And look, it doesn't have a collar, so it could be a stray. Thomas looked at the dog. Nia was right. It didn't have a collar or a name tag around its neck. You mean it hasn't got a home? Well, it can't live here. A railway is no place for a dog. A little while later at Dryor Station, Sir Topham Hatt was walking along the platform when Emily called out to him. <gasps> Look out, sir! Oh, Emily, uh, what is it? You almost tripped over that dog. <coughs> the dog the engines had seen at Knapford Station was sitting right in front of Sir Topham Hatt. It jumped up and licked his face. Oh, hello. Where did you come from? <laughs> Maybe it's lost, sir, and it's looking for its home. Well, it can't live here. I know. I'll call the dog warden straight away. He'll take care of it. When Sir Topham Hatt mentioned dog warden, the dog looked worried and it ran away. Oh. I don't think it liked that idea. Thomas was puffing along his branch line with Annie and Clarabelle when they heard... <coughs> the dog ran onto the tracks in front of Thomas. Oh, no! Thomas stopped suddenly. What are you doing? You can't be running about the tracks. They're far too dangerous. Oh, <laughs> look! I think it likes me. Do you want a ride? <coughs> the dog looked very happy and quickly jumped into Thomas's cap. But Annie and Clarabelle didn't think this was a good idea. What are you doing, Thomas? Engines can't have pets. Dogs are a big responsibility. <laughs> Don't be silly, you two. I know I can't look after a dog, but at least I can help to find its home. Thomas hadn't gone far when he met Bertie the bus. Bertie! Do you know anyone who's lost a dog? Uh, no. Sorry, Thomas. No one seemed to know who the dog belonged to. When Thomas stopped at Bluffs Cove Station, the dog spotted something on the grass nearby and leapt out of Thomas's cab. Then Thomas saw what the dog was chasing. Uh-oh. Squirrel! The dog chased after the small furry squirrel, and Thomas chased after the dog. Come back! We need to find your home! Here, doggy, doggy! Thomas followed the dog and the squirrel onto an overgrown siding covered with bushes. 
Where are you, doggy? Then there was trouble. <gasps> wow! Oh! Thomas crashed into a tree that had fallen onto the line. He bumped off the tracks and came to a stop on the grass. Oh no! What have I done? I'm stuck. <coughs> Thomas's driver climbed down from his cap. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize looking after a dog would be such hard work. The dog wagged its tail. Then it grabbed the driver's cap out of his hand and ran off with it. The driver called out, My cap! But the dog had gone. At Knapford Station, Sir Topham Hatt was talking to little Thomas, the young son of one of Sir Topham Hatt's engine drivers. Oh, why haven't you grown, little Thomas? Oh, glad to see you still love visiting the railway. The little boy looked around, but the only engine in the station was Emily. Yes, I can't wait to see Big Thomas. Where is he? Good question, son. He should have been here ages ago. Just then, the dog appeared on the platform, still carrying Thomas's driver's cap. The dog ran straight to Sir Topham Hatt. <coughs> oh, not you again. <laughs> right, let me call that dog warden. Hang on, that's Thomas's driver's cap. <coughs> Thomas? Has something happened to Thomas? <coughs> Uh, Emily, we need to find Thomas. He's in trouble. Oh, uh, yes, sir. You can count on me. Uh, but how will I know where to find him, sir? <coughs> Just follow that dog. <coughs> the dog led Emily all the way back to Thomas, who was still stuck on the siding. Emily, you came. How did you know I was here? Well, let's just say a fuzzy friend told me. The dog was excited to see Thomas and ran up to him. <coughs> you brought her here? What a clever doggy. <laughs> okay, now I know where you are. I'll go and fetch Rocky. <coughs> Won't be long. So Emily hurried off to fetch Rocky the crane. A little while later, Emily, Rocky, Thomas and the dog arrived at Knapford Station. Little Thomas cheered when he saw them. It's Big Thomas! Yay! Big Thomas! Uh, oh, I mean, Thomas! You have caused a lot of confusion and delay! <laughs> the dog jumped up and licked Sir Topham Hatt. Hey! Oh! oh, oh. Thank you, my four-legged friend, for bringing our Thomas back safely. I'm sorry for causing trouble, sir. I was just trying to find the dog a home. Sir Topham Hatt could see the dog sitting quietly with little Thomas, who was tickling its ears. They both looked very happy. Oh, well, it looks like it may have found a home here after all. Please, may I keep it, Dad? Little Thomas asked. Do you promise to look after it? Dogs are a big responsibility. Oh yes, I promise I'll look after it and I'll bring it to visit you lots and lots, Big Thomas. <laughs> I'd like that. But one more thing. 
This fuzzy little fellow needs a name. I know! Fuzzy! Fuzzy the dog! <laughs> the end. The next episode is sponsored by the Thomas and Friends All Engines Go television series. Parents, the new movie Thomas and Friends Race for the Sodor Cup is now streaming on Netflix. Join Thomas and Connor as they team up to compete for the Sodor Cup against engines from around the world. Visit Netflix.com or use the Netflix app to stream Thomas and Friends Race for the Sodor Cup today. Netflix subscription required. Thomas and the Baby Tiger Rescue It was a very exciting day on Sir Topham Hatt's railway. A baby tiger had been born at the animal park. Thomas was extra excited. He was taking a delivery there that morning. I really hope I see the baby tiger. He is so young, he doesn't even have a name yet. But when Thomas arrived at the animal park, he knew something was wrong. Harold the helicopter was hovering overhead and lots of people were rushing around. Sir Topham Hatt looked very worried. Thomas pulled up next to Percy and Rebecca. What happened? The baby tiger has got lost and no one can find him. Oh no! Then Sir Topham Hatt made an announcement. Right, we all need to split up and find that baby tiger. Percy, you search the railway up to Ulfstead Castle. Rebecca, you search along the coast. And Thomas? Yes, sir? You search along your branch line. And I want you all to stay away from the tracks by the old mine. They're not safe. I'll check those from the air then, sir. Jack's away! So Harold took to the skies as all the engines raced away to look for the baby tiger. Thomas was really worried about the baby tiger and wanted to make sure he was safe and sound. He looked in the woods and he looked in the fields, but he couldn't see the baby tiger anywhere. Baby tigers are so small, how am I ever going to find him? Then an idea flew into Thomas's funnel. Wait, tigers are orange. That's a bright color that's easy to see. I just need to look out for something that's orange. Then, as Thomas passed Ellsbridge Station... There's something orange. I found the baby tiger. Oh, I say. But it was just a lady wearing an orange sweater. <laughs> Sorry! Then Thomas saw something orange at Farmer McCall's farm. That's it! I found the baby tiger! But that turned out to be a giant pumpkin. Oh no! That's way too big and round to be a baby tiger. Then Thomas saw something orange at the dairy. I found the baby tiger! But this time, it turned out to be near. I'm not a baby tiger, Thomas. I'm a great big engine. Just then, 
Thomas heard Harold the helicopter flying overhead. Has anyone found the baby tiger yet, Harold? Not yet, I'm afraid, Thomas. I searched around the mines, but there was no sign of him. Thomas was getting worried. Everyone had been searching all day, and no one had found the baby tiger. But then Thomas spotted something else that was orange. Oh, it's probably just another sweater, or a pumpkin, or Nia. But then the orange thing moved. Thomas stopped and looked. Poking out from behind a tree was something long and orange and fairy. Straight away, Thomas knew what it was. That's the baby tiger's tail! I found him! I found him! Thomas was very excited. Hello, baby tiger! But a great big steam engine getting very excited and shouting hello frightened the little baby tiger, and he ran away. Oh no! Come back! Thomas raced after the baby tiger, but every time he got close, the baby tiger ran away again. Hey, baby tiger, stop! But as Thomas puffed after the baby tiger, it got closer and closer to the mines. Oh no, baby tiger, you're not supposed to go there. Thomas knew that the tracks near the mines were old and could be very dangerous. But he didn't want to lose the baby tiger. So he crept carefully along the tracks. Sometimes the tracks creaked. Sometimes the tracks rattled. But Thomas carried on. Where are you, baby tiger? Come out, come out wherever you are. But wherever the baby tiger was, he was hiding very well. Then the tracks under Thomas started to wobble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And they started to creak and wobble some more. Whoa, whoa. Then, whoa! the tracks gave way and Thomas fell into a dark and gloomy cavern. Oh no! There are no rails down here! What am I going to do? Thomas was well and truly stuck. But then he heard something. Thomas looked around and suddenly he saw the baby tiger coming towards him. Hello, baby tiger. This time, the baby tiger didn't run away from Thomas. In fact, he got closer and closer. He's not scared of me anymore. That's because I'm standing still. All of my racing around and making noise must have been scaring him away. The baby tiger came right up to Thomas, which made Thomas very happy. That's right. Come up here in my cab and keep warm. It was very warm next to Thomas's firebox, and soon the baby tiger was curled up and cozy in Thomas's cab. But Thomas still had to find a way out of the mine. There aren't any tracks down here, so I can't just roll out. 
Thomas looked up at the blue sky through the hole in the cavern above him. This gave Thomas an idea. I know. I'll send up some smoke signals and maybe Harold will see them. So Thomas puffed out little white clouds of smoke. The little clouds drifted up, out of the mine and into the sky. Harold the helicopter was still searching the countryside. He swooped over the villages and flew over farms. Still no sign of the baby tiger! But then in the distance, Harold saw the little white puffs of smoke. Smoke signals? Someone's in trouble! So Harold raced off to see if he could help. Down in the mine, Thomas could hear Harold the helicopter getting closer. Harold! I'm down here! I found the baby tiger, but I can't get out! Keep calm, old pal! I'll rescue you! Harold lowered his hook into the mine. He picked up Thomas and he lifted him back up into the daylight. Don't worry, little tiger. We'll soon have you safely back home. Harold flew up into the clouds, carrying Thomas and the baby tiger beneath him. At the animal park, everyone was waiting. Then they saw Harold the helicopter heading down through the clouds. And who was he carrying? Thomas! Harold dropped Thomas off on the rails at the animal park. Everyone was delighted that Thomas had found the baby tiger, especially Sir Topham Hatt. Well done, Thomas. You have been really useful. Thomas was delighted. But then the news got even better. And since you are the one who found the baby tiger, we have decided to name him Thomas. Thomas the Tank Engine, meet Thomas the Tiger. Thomas smiled at Thomas the Tiger. He was happy that they were both back home safely. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. Thomas & Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.